series and selling as outcast like share subscribe hit that notification bell so the latest interviews and content you get notified immediately so if you guys watch my channel i do a lot of interviews and i i refer to the channel as the outcast channel because i interview people that don't really fit well in society i've interviewed porno stars i've interviewed mafia members i've interviewed bikers from former biker gangs oh who else reality tv stars i've interviewed people that were convicted wrongly and were imprisoned i mean the list goes on and on and on so what i do is you know on my off time i'm always looking for more content looking for people to interview on this channel and i look at other channels and one of them that i look at which i absolutely love i'm a big fan of the channel is soft white on the belly it's an amazing channel and i look at that i either get ideas or I try to reach out to the same people, right? So I see this one interview. And it's only like 35 minutes long, which is weird because his interviews are like long form, hour and a half, between an hour and two hours usually. Whatever, doesn't matter. I see this one interview. Mickey Mace, professional gambler. And I'm like, I never had a professional gambler around before. That would be a really good interview. Let me watch this one. Well, he certainly is a professional gambler. That is not untrue. That is certainly true. He, There's plenty of footage and pics and videos of him gambling, playing poker and baccarat and so on and so forth. But not only is he a professional gambler, he's also a goddamn pathological liar. It's unbelievable. I was more taken back by the lies he was spitting than the actual experience of him being a professional gambler. I mean, it was unbelievable. Look, he's definitely a professional gambler. You, you're not, there's no denying that. And apparently he's very good. And apparently it's true that he would, he has been banned from certain casinos. Apparently that's all, all that's true. And apparently he does teach uh, certain celebrities how to gamble. Apparently all that is true. But when he's on an interview and you ask him about his backstory, it changes from interview to interview. It's unbelievable. So I'm watching Soft White on the Belly, right? So this, I'm going to draw from, I'm going to draw from the information from Soft White on the Belly. And then I'm going to put the interview in the description area so you can see for yourself. And then I'm going to pull from other interviews and show you how astronomically crazy, cut that part out, and show you how insane his lies are. Okay, so the host of Soft White on the Belly goes on to ask, I'm going to have to look down because there's a lot, okay? There's a lot. The host of Soft Fight on the Belly goes on to ask him about his background and his childhood and so on and so forth. So he says that he was homeless for a long time. He was incarcerated. He's only 32 years old. Okay. He was incarcerated. He was homeless. And then after he got out of prison, he moved to Miami and he was a day laborer making $100 a day. And then he saved up every penny and started a business. And everything is general. There is no detail. So it's one of the ways you know he, somebody's lying when it's a generalized statement with no detail, no dates, no time. When something is dramatic, I've interviewed enough people to know this. When something is dramatic, you could tell me the temperature that day that that drama happened to you. You could tell me exactly what happened, who, what, what shirt they were wearing, what the detail that I've gotten from people from Larry Mazza and Mooch. And Sarah J and all the other interviews. It's just unbelievable. So he's very general. So that's your first clue, right? Okay. $100 a day as a day laborer in Miami, saved up every penny and started a business. 
And then he was very good at business and started another business and started another business and then sold his businesses. And he was retired by his mid twenties. So mid twenties to me means, means between 24 and 26. So apparently he was set for life by the time he was 25 years old. Okay. Then he moves to LA and he goes to Vegas back and forth to Vegas for shits and giggles. Cause he just wants to have fun. And he sees that, you know, he just, he's just gambling. He likes to gamble and he's having fun with it. And he just continues to win. And then he asked them how he wins. And he would give a generalized statement. He would say, well, the casinos cheat and I just reverse the cheat. Now, these parts about him gambling and winning, I can't really dispute, right? Because he does gamble. He probably is very good at it. I, we've seen the videos. We've seen the Instagram. We've seen the TikTok. We've seen it all. So that's probably true. But here's the problem. He said he was, he said he was banned from 95% of the casinos in the world. The world. Which, okay, fine. So the host asked him, how much money do you think he had amassed in those 32, I apologize, in those three years? Because he said it was three, it took him three years to get banned from. And he said it was somewhere around $32 million. As the interview goes on, he actually says that he was averaging a million dollars a week. There's 156 weeks in three years. That's clearly a hell of a lot more than $32 million a week. I mean, the math just did not add up, right? So after that, he asked him, what is he doing with himself these days? You know, you know, he's like, well, I, I produce TV shows and movies. And he's in the Hollywood scene. He teaches people how to, how, how to gamble. That part, I believe. Okay. I mean, I could see that teaching somebody how to play poker, how to play Texas Hold'em, or how to play Baccarat. You know, that's... But he says that he funds 100% of their gambling, and then they, uh, they split the revenue. They split the profit. And it's like, come on, dude. Come on. I mean, the, the, the lies are just un, un, unbelievable. It's just un, so over the top. So then he asked him, then the host of Software Unbelly asked him, what does he do but to give back to, to the community? He said he built a school. He built a school. Then he said he built a synagogue. And then he said he feeds the homeless in Las Vegas. And then they go back to his past. They, they go, I don't know why, but they go back to his past. There was like kind of no rhyme or reason to the, for the interview. And he said that he's, he sat with made men in the Italian mafia, that while he was incarcerated, he got his GED, passed his SATs, applied to five different universities, were accepted to five different u- universities while he was incarcerated, wasn't able to go because he, uh, he wasn't paroled in time. Ugh. Right? He said he was an amateur motocross champion. He said his parents gave up raising him by his by 13 years old because he was such a bad kid that they literally just gave up and he was passed around, passed around. I, I'm assuming from family member to family member, just passed around. Okay. So now I watched, I'm done watching this video and I go, this kid's, this guy's full of shit. All right. It's just full of shit. So I start doing some other, you know, research, like, you know, who is this guy? And so on and so forth. Right. So here's another interview he did on, uh, Medium, Mickey Mace, the world's most notorious gambler. Okay. Mickey Mace is the king of Baccarat. Okay. We all know that. Uh, But most people wonder, what is Mickey Mace's net worth and how did he get so rich? Okay. Grew up in New Jersey. His father was a professional racer. Naturally, Mace developed a passion for racing in his own life. But Mace's father was also involved in organized crime and was sent to prison for years. This triggered a long-winded downfall for Mace. With his father in prison, Mace's mother struggled to keep the family financially afloat. May started acting up. He ditched school, got in trouble, and was con- constantly getting suspended. This went. This is when he turned to drugs and alcohol. That I believe, because he looks like one. But 
After his release, Mace had a little hope for the future. Uh, he had uh, no idea what tomorrow was going to bring. For years, he lived in the streets with no strong family bonds or connections and an inability to make money or get clean off drugs. Then when a friend threw him a lifeline, the friend owned a tattoo shop and gave Mace a chance to work there in exchange for a place to live. That's where his financial footing finally started. Mickey Mace built a substantial network outside of gambling. After his friend threw him a lifeline, he worked at the tattoo shop in exchange for a place to stay. Something else happened. He was offered construction work during doing renovations. Mace quickly picked up skills and excelled rapidly. I guarantee you this guy can't put a screw in the wall. I guarantee it. As a recovering addict, this came full circle for Mace. When he realized how much money rehabilitation centers were making, it changed everything for him. It wasn't long after he opened his own rehabilitation center. From, from there, Mace expanded rapidly. Not only did he open more rehabil rehabilitation centers, but he also went on to open clinics, pharmacies, and more. He grew his income to millions of dollars per year. Mace didn't realize it, but he was gifted with numbers that helped him in business. He eventually went on to sell his small empire for tens of millions of dollars from there and turned to playing cards in Las Vegas casinos and quickly rose to become one of the world's most famous baccarat players ever. Jesus Christ. All right. That was one other interview. Okay. So here's another interview from Inked Mag. It's a tattoo magazine interview. Mays grew up in the suburbs of New Jersey, not too far from New York City. From a young age, he was an analytical thinker and indispensable trait for a professional card player. And he used his skills to get an advantage in all of the games he played growing up. And we're not talking about hungry, hungry hippos here. My grandparents were very involved in my life. They raised me. And they were sick, sick gamblers. Mace says uh, with reverence, minus my mother and my father, my entire bloodline is filled with gamblers. When I was five years old, I was taught gin rummy, Hungarian rummy, Texas Hold'em. They like to gamble. So if they had to take care of me all day, they wanted to gamble with me, even if it was just for a pocket change. My dad starts off by saying that I should start doing something with my money so I don't gamble it. Mace says... I know that's sound advice, and I do that where most of my money is not liquid. But you know these investments are coming from money I made gambling and multimillionaire. I'm a multimillionaire because I gamble, you know? They're always talking to me like it's some hobby, like it's a bad thing. They're always trying to discourage me. I guess I feel rebellious, and I went to want to prove them wrong. Mace continues, but it really just offends me. It's very frustrating. In the soft white on the belly, interview he said that his parents gave him up at 13 years old and he had no relationship with his father for at least 10 years and then he flew his father to miami when he was had his businesses and it was very successful and he was he he just did not want to be involved in my life he says he says that you know i gotta go into the office dad in my in my headquarters you want to come with me and his father says no I'll just sit in the car then he said that he flew his dad to las vegas in the software underbell interview and uh you know, brought his dad up to the presidential suite and the vice president of the casino was there and the butlers were there and his father was like dumbfounded. His father just couldn't comprehend the amount of success he went through. He did say one thing that I know for certain was true. The interviewer from Soft White Underbelly asked him what his biggest fear was. And this puts it all together. And he said his biggest fear was not being liked and not being accepted. And that's the reason most people lie. That's the reason most people make up stories and make up these grandiose tales it's because they want to be accepted. And they want to be liked. Well, Mickey Mace, look, you're accepted. You're liked. People want to be around you. Teach them how to gamble. Gambling is fun. There's no reason for these over-the-top, grandiose stories. You know, I thought that it was just 
in like my world, the blue collar ways. I work with guys that do things like this and they tell me crazy stories. And half the time, I just got to let them roll off my shoulder. And the other half of the time, I'm a little insulted because I'm like, do you really think that I believe the nonsense that's coming out of your mouth? But apparently this happens in kind of every tax bracket, if you will, for lack of a better term. Look, man, once you lie to me, uh, I can't trust you. So I know you're a professional gambler, but to what extent? I don't know. And I don't care to know because you're a liar. And it doesn't make for for doesn't make for good social media practice, if that makes sense. I know Mickey Mace has a huge social media following on Instagram and TikTok and whatnot. But when you watch these videos and you look at the comments, people see right through it. And it's pathetic. It's pathetic. It's pathetic that you're so insecure within yourself that you have to make up these stories these tales because you want people to like you. I mean, it's ridiculous, dude. You're, you're a professional gambler. People want you on to talk about gambling. Your backstory is your backstory. It should be just how you came up. It doesn't have to change from podcast to podcast to podcast. It's ridiculous. The one thing that you're going to see from me in every one of my videos is my stories are always the same because I don't lie because I know people are going to see right through it. I know I don't have the following like this guy does. I hope one day I will. But I know I don't. But one thing I could tell you is I'm always going to keep it 100. Always. I am always going to keep it 100. If anybody ever asks me a question, I'm always going to give an honest answer, whether you like it or not, whether it's the truth, whether you like it or not. If it's the truth, it's the truth. Anyway, I doubt Mickey Mace is going to watch this video. But if he does, Mickey, just stop lying. You're established. You're a wealthy guy. You're fun to be around. People like you. It's it's pathetic that you're going to make up these ridiculous lies. Anyway, serious Italian is outcast. Like, share, subscribe. Click that notification bell. I should have some good interviews coming for this new year. And if you are interested in bodybuilding and fitness, I also have serious Italian is bodybuilding. Go over there. And that one's doing real well. That one, I got a lot of great bodybuilders and bodybuilding talk. Okay, serious Italian is outcast. Like, share, subscribe, hit that notification bell so you get the best content. And we got some good interviews coming up in 2024. All right, guys, later.